you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program, presented as always by McDonald's. Happy holidays. Can be even happier if you go and get yourself a hash brown and an egg McMuffin and so on and so forth at McDonald's at any hour that your heart desires and your belly desires. More importantly, coming up on the show today, how good actually is Josh Norman? If you've heard, he's in the spotlight quite a bit in the last uh, fortnight or so. Which QBs can actually win the Super Bowl? Yes, there are guys that are getting their teams into the playoff mix, but can they actually get it done come January and early February? Also, we're doing a combo show today because coming up later in the week, the Shecky Awards are going to be handed out. So as we look back at week 16, we're also going to project ahead to week 17 with the Red Challenge flag picks here to help me break it all down. Two of my favorites, two of your favorites, if you're tuning into NFL Now. They are the stars of NFL Now. Nay, in all of sports media right now, too, really burgeoning. Uh, the trajectory is on the rise for these two from the Pittsburgh Steelers after 12 years. Ike Taylor and from UCLA, the Jags and the Raiders. It's Maurice Jones. Drew, what's the poop, fellas? Oh, smelling good in here. <laughs> I'm, I'm pleased. How are you, Maurice? Doing well, Shaq. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, well, I'm not doing well no, because we watched on Sunday the Steelers. I kept saying, look out for the uh, – the but Ravens are – all the time, though. All right, but either way, that was a, that was a crushing – what? Crushing defeat. That that loss hurt, huh? Did you I, sleep at night? Did you sleep or no? Can I be honest with you? Yeah. I That's woke up Monday morning, no job, really, at 4.15-ish in the morning, and I really rolled around for about an hour thinking about that game. Really frustrated. What kind of grown man sits around and cares that much about the deeds of others? Damashek, 
Yeah, well, yeah, I guess the answer is me, right? All right, so we got to talk about that. We'll talk about uh, we'll talk about this, that, and the other, and uh, we hope you talk with us. Join the conversation. Hashtag DDFP. Hit us up. Ike Taylor loves the tweeting. Maurice loves the tweeting. Speaking of tweets, let's get to it now. Matt Gothard behind the glass. Goth tie. The Goth kid came up with a new segment a couple weeks ago. I'm still not you know, emotionally all the way behind it, but it's called Say What? Well, that's not what it's called, Shaq. Gotta What's it called? a little bit more enthusiasm. What's it called? I just did the enthusiasm. <sighs> Ike, you want to help him out? Oh, what is it called, Black Tie? I need to know. You got to right. do Say What, but you got to do it all, you know, a little more umph to well, it. How, say, you how you doing? Give us the umph. Say What? Nah. That's the same way. Check this. <laughs> I thought that's the same, same way. Check did it the same way. Ike, right, give it a shot. Come on. No, this is the Shaq show. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, Shaq. Hey, by the way, I mentioned the Shecky Awards are coming up in, a, in just a couple of days. We run up as close to the stroke of midnight as we can on December 31st. All the stuff. You know, the Academy Awards, they tell you what the best movie is. The Grammys tell you what the best music is. Damashek takes care of all the rest. Best fruit, best alphabet letter, Best movie I saw in the calendar year, which isn't limited to the movies that were released. Nay, it's the one I happened, the movies I happened to see in the calendar year, so on and so forth. All that coming up, the most overused sports cliche, all that stuff. So make sure you give a look at the Shecky Awards as uh, as they approach. But I'll tell you, if we had hater of the year, the Denver Broncos Twitter feed might be it. In front of week 16, after week 15, everybody was buzzing. Ike. Maurice and me among them about the Josh Norman Odell Beckham stuff and I do want to revisit that in just a second but there was a hit in the Steelers Broncos game Cody Wallace witnessed uh who was it Malik Jackson was giving Antonio Brown a little bit of the business on uh, on Sunday night football so Cody Wallace or on uh, I guess it was a late afternoon Sunday either way Cody Wallace steamrolled uh he ran into one of the Broncos so the Broncos tweet out from their official Twitter handle that the Steelers are dirty, that's just who they are. So I say, ha-ha, that's really funny there, uh, Team Chop Block. You guys have T.J. Ward, who gets suspended, Von Miller. You have Akeeb the Eye Poker. And you have institutionalized chop blocking. Who are you to call anybody else dirty? Then they tweet back at me, for a comedian, you can do better. You know what? That's, that's good promotion. <laughs> that's how I kind of look at that's it. That's good promotion. I like it. You, Shaq, they start to notice. You're getting under people's skin, Shaq. Yeah, I like it. to do that. Well, yeah, I also sent them a picture of Mike Tomlin with uh, pointing at the camera, no. and I said, I poke Denver Broncos because oh, that's yeah. a language they speak. That was what they said that for. Then I tweeted back at the Broncos because they, when they said, for a comedian, you can do better, they had a picture of Peyton Manning, but it was from 2014. Wow. So I wrote, wait, the video here is from 2014. You should use some Peyton highlights from this seat. Uh-oh. Oops. There aren't any highlights in 2015 of Peyton. Shots fired. Clowning. Done and done. Now I win. Who hey, wins that? The Broncos are our friends, though, guys. Come on. No. No. Come on. On the Twitter feed, we have no friends. We, hey, listen. <laughs> we had, it's live. Yo, yo. We're not having that. Yo, yo. ain't going to just talk to Sheck like that, man. Well, you know what? That leads us to very important stuff. Let's get to it. And let's talk about Josh Norman. And, Ike, you made a fascinating point on Sunday morning. That green room that we sit in before and after we do our shows is really – it's always a fun place to be, but of late it really is heating up to uh, – Playoff to, time. Yeah, to 110. It, it's uh, it's really hot in there in uh, terms of the quality of conversation. Last Say week, what? Look at that. You see that? Black tie like that one. Yeah, very MGD, nice. you up next. 
Ike, Maurice, Deion Sanders, LaDainian Tomlinson, Bucky Brooks last night, Sunday night. We're all sitting around in there chopping it up. Damashek, the square peg of the group, of course. But nevertheless, we sit around in there, and, and it's fascinating stuff. And you made a great point about the Odell Beckham thing versus the Carolina Panthers. You feel that Odell's gotten a little bit of a raw deal in terms of national perception. Why? Man, it's one, it's one verse 53. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you have a receiver who versus the whole Carolina Panthers, at least their defense. You know what I'm saying? So, I was looking at it from a standpoint, Josh Norman isn't the angel either. Mm-hmm. Like, in the play corner, man, you got to be some kind of bully, at least have some kind of bully mentality. So, when you have a bully mentality, you got to be all the way in. But at the same time, you playing a receiver – that you thought he was kind of a finesse guy. Now he comes with that bully mentality. So now it's like, I wasn't ready for this. Like mm-hmm. usually, I'm usually used to throwing the punch, but not getting hit or somebody trying to throw the punch back at me. So now you got to deal with OBJ for the rest of the game. By the way, he's one of the best receivers in the league. So not only do you have to cover him, you got to keep your head on the swivel. So we talk about, Guys getting stock blocked. That's one thing Coach Coach LeBeau told us in training camp. Receivers don't block you. You get them off of you, and you make the tackle. If they block you, you scared. So now you bring the business to OBJ at the beginning of the game. You bring bats on the field. Mm. You're trying to slam them. Now he's like, all right, I got you. So when it's a run play, I'm coming for you. If I'm not getting the ball on this pass play, I'm coming for you. This is what I was upset about. The giant side. Who going to stand up for OBJ? That's right. So we call that a swap for a swap. If OBJ is taking on that whole secondary for the Carolina Panthers, OBJ don't even worry about it. Who's the best receiver for the Carolina Panthers? We're going at him. It's going to be a swap for a swap. We're going to let y'all know, if y'all going at our best receiver, I'm going at y'all best receiver. That's what I was upset about the Giants secondary. Like, somebody got to – Hey, somebody got exactly got to have right. some Odell kind of Beckham passion. Beckham is the star of that team. No question. And the fact that if you saw the NFL film stuff or inside the NFL last week, Odell Beckham is walking up and down the Giants sideline saying, we're getting killed out here. It's 35-7 to 7 and no one cares. And he gets legitimately choked up. I mean, he gets watery eyes and all that quiver in his voice and all that kind of stuff. And he's right. Where are you guys? I'm, I'm the – and he's not invoking, hey, I'm the star of the team. You guys got to defend me. It's like, is anybody going to do anything? I'm the. Of course, he took it into his own hands. He, he had not a single teammate step up what, for him. If I was on this team and I saw he was about to shed a tear, I'm gonna shed a tear with him too. You don't want to cry though, because when you cry, it just that 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 means <laughs> I feel you. That means it's on. Yeah, we we it's we on. all we all the way in. We all the way There's in. No turning. But my thing was, Josh Man been playing good ball. Regardless of what we want to say, the man has been locked down. You can call him a cover three corner. You can call him he's not a shutdown corner. He made a Pro Bowl, so obviously he must be doing something good. Exactly. So you can't take that away from him. But the two times they did play man, Odell dropped one and caught one. Mm-hmm. So let's be for real. And I remember in training camp now, in training camp, I saw what Cam did to you. I saw that. So all of a sudden we're a tough guy. Cam sort of beat up. Josh Norman a little bit. Not sort of. I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. So, how you want to take this football thing? Like, you got – if you want to take it to this level, this how I feel. If you want to take it to this level, you got to be that guy on the field. You have to be that guy 
off the field. Because I used to say it all the time. Receivers, don't play with me, please. So don't don't play with me because if I see you in the offseason, I'm going to tap him <laughs> on your shoulder and be like, what you were talking about? I need to know if you were for real or was you playing. Man has a memory like an elephant. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to remember. Oh, the yeah. play, the, the date. The whole nine. You the remember? blade of grass, I'm going to remember. So I'm like, I'm not taking nothing away from Josh, man, but I just feel like OBJ, man, He one, he got short. He got shorthanded. He shouldn't have got suspended. Or if he did, both of them should have got suspended because both of them was going at each other. And I like I like every bit of that. But at the same time, for his teammates, that secondary, Hines Ward, Antonio Brown, um, Santonio Holmes, you couldn't play with them. Because if you, if you tried to hit one of those guys, best believe – we was coming out through one of hey, your Hey, in the moment, one of those Broncos in week 15 started messing with Antonio Brown. In the blink of an eye, Cody Wallace was in there. Shame on Tom Coughlin and the Giants. Legitimately, where were those guys to help out? And not because he's the star of the team, but he is the star of the team. He shouldn't. Odell Beckham shouldn't be left to handle his own business out there. He's a wide receiver. Out I know, I know. I know. Certain coaches coach differently, though. Yeah. And, and that's what we were talking about in the green room. Coughlin, Bucky played with Coughlin. Coughlin's about just doing what your job is. Mm-hmm. None of that extra stuff because he's old school. But what you fail to realize is when you're – it's, it's, it's like you guys are a family. Now, we might have – if me and I are on the same team, we might have some problems, right, just like I would have with my brother or sister. But when they have problems with somebody else, it, all that stuff that we had problems with is out the window. Out the window. Now, now I got to go talk to you because you mess with – they don't have that there in New York. Right. Rule number one in, with Gus Bradley was protect your team, protect your teammates. I tell my kids that all the time. I say, listen, you know, spy kids, I say to baby Oprah and Jean-Claude Van Damashek, they fight with each other all the time until someone messes with one of them. Yeah. Then they join forces and they beat away all the all the outsiders. That's how that's, that's, that's football. That's, that's football. That's, how, that's, how, that's the brotherhood of football, man. That's how it got to be. But, yeah, Tom Coughlin should use that spy kids uh, analogy. You know what? I, I, I felt like – I feel like he did, cause he didn't take he didn't take OBJ out. He could have took him out, mm-hmm. cause it was it was it was getting. But he knew he was he was that best he was the best player on that team, and he was the, he was going to be the one that gave them a chance to win the game. And they came up a few seconds short. He also stood up for him in that in that in that press conference too at the end of the game. Like, listen, he wasn't the only one out there doing stuff. There's a couple of these other guys doing stuff. He was out there responding to it. That's um. All right, well, all right, the black tie's whispering in my ear. It's, this is uh, this is from last week. Let's move on from this. I find it fascinating stuff, and Ike and Deion Sanders, you know, those are the guys that are out on the island and are living it. And, I, and you know, listen, I know the league suspends that because they don't like seeing that sort of nastiness, but, you know, the reality is because we have the no-jive policy here in Studio 66, football is rough. It's nasty out there, you know. And, uh, and, you know, there's a certain – I could I make it? No, I could not make it. Well, I did for nine uh, years. We saw you make it when Akbar hit you. That wasn't your, cool at all. I didn't like your that. Your back was flat. No, that you wasn't cool. it. So, all right. So, Ike says that he <laughs> – Ike Taylor says Josh Norman is very good. Maurice, how say you? Because, by the way, in week 16, Julio Jones, seven catches for 90 yards when he when uh, Josh Norman goes man up on him. So two straight weeks. And, of course, of course, those are good wide receivers, Odell Beckham and Julio Jones. But if Josh Norman is the best in the game, then is he a bit – or is he being overhyped a little bit in 2015? No, I mean, 
you're going to win some, you're going to lose some at quarter. I mean, you got to tell he went against Julio Jones, who has, right now is arguably one of the better receivers in the league, and then Odell Beckham, who's probably the top two with him and Antonio Brown, just player per or per pound. And so when you go out there, you're covering a guy, you shut him down before the first time you guys played, and this game was more – it was personal to Julio because Julio got shut down, and that's kind of what was a big thing mm. about Josh Norman. That's when he kind of went up right before they played uh, Odell. was like, oh, he shut down Julio. He can shut down anybody. And it was all about Julio, all about Julio. And that's what people fail to realize. Julio's – he's a man. He has pride. I, You know, the human aspect of pro football is uh, is by obviously – yapping with the likes of you guys has informed me on a, on a different level. And Dion said, you know, the, the, you know, the hipping me to what it is to be out on that Island and the mentality that's required with that and the need to on some level intimidate your foes. And that's what Josh Norman's really going for and playing with a chip on your shoulder and all that is, uh, is fascinating stuff. And like you say, the, the personal level that uh, Julio Jones basically challenged himself to respond after a woeful effort in Carolina just a couple weeks ago. All right, let's jump ahead now to the Final Four. We do it every week here. The college football Final Four is just about here. Who is in pro football's Final Four? Here's a look at who I have. I have the Kansas City Chiefs now back in there going to Foxborough to play the Patriots for a trip to the Super Bowl Last week, I put the Pittsburgh Steelers in there, not because I'm a homer, but because it started to look like the Steelers were going to have a real chance to make a run with, with the Bengals and the Broncos and the Texans, you know, and the Patriots looking the way they are. They're really not – I mean, the, you know, if you take the logo off the side of their hat, boy, they're banged up. They don't look great. The Jets had their way with them on Sunday. I feel like physically – I know that the score didn't indicate that, but the, the Jets really – show gave you the blueprint right I mean that's what you do you 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 try and get physical with the Patriots is how you defeat them the Chiefs I think are the best team and Maurice last week you made the key point and it applies to the Cardinals as well and in fact in the last five or so years of football the most important detail to me with these teams that go on to win Super Bowls isn't do they have an elite QB or who their head coach is it's depth that's what matters and the Chiefs and Cardinals have the most depth in the league right uh, wrong, Shaq. I'm gonna have to oh. disagree. Oh, and I and I'm gonna switch my my pick to the Jets. To the Jets. Oh, the AFC. And I don't and I don't even know if if New England can make it to the to the the championship round because you're gonna have to face the Jets or the Chiefs. And the last two times, the last time you played both of those teams, even though you played the Chiefs last year, it was a whipping. Yes. And then you gave the Jets hope, and that's all you. That's all a team needs. You need a little bit of hope. Oh, we beat them once. We could do it again. See, I, well, we see, I mean, the Ravens have beaten the, the Steelers now twice. three straight times. Right. The Rams, inexplicably from the outside looking in, seem to have the Seahawks number. There is something to that matchup thing. And the Chiefs, last time we saw these two on the field together, they did have their way with them. I, th- I mean, the Chiefs are playing as well as anybody, of course. I know the scores aren't as jaw-dropping because the nature of their their game is to grind you on the ground and domi- dominate you on defense. So it's not as though they're winning 38-7 to every week. But, I mean, they're they're playing great ball. Like The Chiefs are playing good ball, but I'm going to have to go with MJD. I got to slide the Jets in there. It, it's, mm. just, it's the playoff recipe. And what they do have is a good running game. You know what right. I'm saying? They got two good running backs. Chris Ivory is a monster. Uh, you got two combat catchers. And, uh, again, right. and Eric Decker and Brandon Marshall, 
they they won't be wide open. Just throw the ball around them, and they're going to come down with the ball. And that's what you need or that's what you're looking for as a GM, as a quarterback, as just in general for an offensive-minded guy. Like, you feel comfortable throwing the balls to be Marshall and Eric Decker because you know they're going to come down with the ball. They're higher-end versions of what the Jets had when they had that little couple-of-year run yes. there when they had Braylon Edwards going up and getting it. You know, By the way, we ain't even talk about their defense. Mm-mm, I haven't said nothing about their defense. Well, how about, I mean, people you know who – this, this hokum about – Oh, Belichick gave that game away because he doesn't want to play the Steelers in in uh, the postseason. Nah. You know what they don't want is to ever see that defensive front of the Jets again because they it's, dominate. It's, it's all about matchups, and yeah. and I get it. I know why he kicked the ball. I, I get that. He, I feel him. They were going to go three and out punt, and then all he had to do was kick it in field goal range, and it was a wrap. I feel him. I, I mean, I kind of get that. We could debate that. I, I think he should have. They put up points. That's taking the ball him. because the touchdown ends the game. But remember, their offense only scored twice. That's what we. That's what we. That's what. That's yes, what they scored on play. defense. Remember, they scored on defense. They scored on defense. So it shouldn't even have been. They shouldn't have went to OT. So yeah, they were right. struggling. You know yeah, what I'm right. saying? But at the same time, man, them, that, that Jets defense, man, man, like, and this is what I. This is what we always talk about having a balanced offense. Mm. So. Fitzpatrick don't have to throw the ball 30 times. He can 25 and 25 that thing, meaning I can run the ball 25 times, mm-hmm. I can pass the ball 25 times. Whatever kind of game you're looking for, I got it in the back of my playbook. I can throw it 35 times, run the ball 20 times. It's just on how the tempo goes. Like, Tom Brady is that guy. So, you know, the Patriots, they're going to throw the ball 38 to 45 times a game. Fitzpatrick don't have to do that. And tip of the hat to Chan Gailey, who once again is a miracle worker when it comes to QBs. Maybe he doesn't cut the figure of a head man, but when he's working with a QB, it leads to success uh, year in and year out, wherever he's gone. Cordell Stewart and beyond, he's done magical work. All right, let's move on to something else that uh, the goth kid suggested to us uh, behind the glass. And I think this will be a fun little thing. Who would you rather be right now? I don't mean, you know, in his personal life. I'm talking about in football terms. Who would you rather be right now? The New England Patriots or the New York Jets? I guess you both just answered that question, didn't you? You feel the Jets are better positioned in, for January than the, than the mighty defending champions, Maurice? Yes. Yes. They're, they're trying to find their way right now. Steven Jackson's supposed to be their big back. He had seven carries for 15 yards. That ain't going to cut it. Um, I think the Jets are the healthiest team going into the postseason. Took the words on the AFC. That's true. And I think that – they're the hottest team right now in the AFC going. I got news for you, though, Ike. Our Steelers, I listen, I I bleed the black and gold maybe a little more than you do at this point. I, I At least I wear it more on my – Yeah, you, you just wear it more on your sleeve. I'm, I'm more subtle. Maybe. It, it, it hurts, but it, I'm, I'm cool with it. I understand. Well, the Steelers still have a path to the postseason. Right. And that is the Jets losing in Buffalo to Rex Ryan. Uh, talk about the human element of that. What is Rex saying this week to Buffalo? Uh, do you give them a shot at home? I mean, Rex Ryan leaves New York. The regime that takes over for him has this team on a roll. He's got to have a chip on his shoulder and say, hey, I know it doesn't save our season, but it'll make the offseason feel a lot less uh, painful if we can take down the Jets and knock them out of the playoffs. It's too inconsistent. So you don't so you don't think the Jets can I mean you don't think the Bills will get it done on Sunday? No, I think the Jets going to win it. I mean they, they just too and Tyrod is my guy. But Tyrod of lately that 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 second half that fourth quarter it's hard. He he really hasn't been putting up the numbers. He he really hasn't been closing out the games. 
man, Fitz Magic been doing this thing. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying. When you got a running game, I mean, they kind of got the same recipe. It's just the upgrade version of the Jets' defense is better than the Buffalo Bills' defense. But if you look at it from an offense-to-offense standpoint, it's not that bad. It's just Fitz, Fitz Magic, man, he, he he's finally settled. He's he settled down now. He's confident. He's showing emotion. He he's scoring touchdowns. He's giving me all that. <laughs> like when you when you see a guy like that, especially at the quarterback position, when we went into the Denver Broncos and Ben was throwing all them touchdowns against Jake Plummer, and he give me all this right here, that gets the defense hype. Cause now a quarterback is into it. You know what I'm saying? When Kirk Cousins is walking past the sideline in the media after the game, and you like that, don't you? He's feeling confident. Uh-huh. He's feeling himself. You know what I'm saying? When you see Cam dabbing, man, he's confident. He's feeling himself. You know what I'm saying? Tom Brady showed just as much emotion as anybody else. That's right. Spiking that ball and defeated the He, he, he does it the blue-collar way. This is a younger generation. They're going to do it their way. They like to celebrate it. They like to let it be known. Mm-hmm. So the Jets said, you know, Fitzpatrick been through a lot too, man. Mm-hmm. He he been criticized a lot. He has some success in a short amount of time. So he feel like he got that chip on Hard his shoulder. Hard to be doubter about these guys that have been backups for so much of their career. Kirk, I don't know Kirk Cousins is a youngish fella too, but boy, he looks like a different character out there than he did. Confidence. Just that's exactly right. Throwing, making some some strong throws, confident throws from his own end zone, putting the putting the back foot down and driving throws over the middle like fifteen yards. Like man, you gotta have uh, something. MJD said it better. You gotta have guts to be making throws like that. They're they're healthy right now. The Jets are. I agree with it. Well, that goes to the depth and issue. What I was going to tell you about Rex, too, that book is already – we've already read that book that, oh, do it for me. Uh, we did that. Mm-hmm. Well, as a Steelers fan, I have to hold out hope that maybe he can get it done for 60 he minutes. He might. Then again, the Steelers have to beat another bad team, which Mike Tomlin doesn't seem to do very well with. That, after nine years, Ike, Mike Tomlin loses more to teams that are under 500 than he does to teams that are over 500. Since I've been playing there, we always play down to our level. Maybe All right, well, I don't like that. How about that? I understand, but I don't like it either. But but what is the explanation for that? I turn to you. What's the explanation? Well, by the end of the day, man, the players got to go out and feel and execute. Is it Roethlisberger's fault? He's been there for all nine of those seasons. What are you talking about? I don't know. I, I mean, he, was, he, he wasn't he, good on Sunday. Yeah, he didn't have a good game. He, he threw for he, two he, picks, threw one to the house, and got called back. He's allowed no to have a bad game, Shaq. Yes. All right, Black Tie, look at that. Look what he's saying. Shaq, please move on to the next topic. Black Tie is unhappy with our – uh, the quality of our conversation, apparently. We just have limited time, guys. A limited time, nothing. Schedule. We have all the time that we need, no, Black we Tie. We actually don't. All right, I'm going to move on, and then we'll see. Cardinals or Panthers, who would you rather be right now? Ike Taylor. I'm going to go with the Cardinals. Yeah, I think that's the correct answer. Why so? Man, I'm going to go with the Cardinals because their defense. And Think st- about what they did to statistically, the Statistically <laughs> – and I love Tyron. I feel like Tyron Matthew is probably the next thing to Troy Polamalu. Probably it's a good comparison. A, 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 yeah. a little bit more athletic mm-hmm. than TP on the field. Um, but Troy is just a special guy. I feel like Tyron is just one of those special guys. But you know what? They play solid defense when he's not on the field. We hear about football IQ, but that really – like Tyron Matthew, there are certain guys that you do have to cut loose and not restrict with – You play uh, with that passionate instincts. Like, he reminded me of Troy. Like, Troy was so instinctive. Like, he, he had a feeling. And when he told me he had a feeling and he wanted me to lock up on somebody, I trust him because I knew he was going to make that play. Mm-hmm. 
Ike, I got a feeling. That mean, all right, I'm cover two zero. I mean, I'm cover zero. I ain't got no help. And I turn back around, crowd going crazy. Troy done made a play. <laughs> well, that's, by the- that's, that's Tyron, but even without Tyron, Matthew, as good as he is, and I wanted the man to stay healthy because I feel like he should have got a defense of league MVP if he would have stayed healthy because he's been Probably would have, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But their defense is real good. Their defense is dynamite. Yes. They have those pass catchers that, I mean, you can't cover them all, Maurice. No. Is that the best team in the NFC? I think that's the best team in football. But also – they they kind of got hit with in, uh, injuries in the middle of the season a little bit, and they're starting to get healthy again. Ellington's coming back. Mm-hmm. If they make the Super Bowl, they get Chris Johnson back. David Johnson's running well for them. Their offensive line's been there. The receivers, the tight ends, the D line. I mean, think about all the guys they have. Dwight Freeney's playing like Dwight like he's Freeney. in. 90s. When you can limit his snaps like that, you can just put him out there, and he's fresh. And they they have a team. he looked terrific on Sunday again. Their they're, corners they're, are playing well. Yes, they got they, they. I mean, they're doing some some really good things. And just because they're out in Arizona, we don't talk about them. And Carson Palmer, the one thing about Carson though, I need him to win a playoff game. That's or right. Two. Like we can say one say about a regular season. Completely agree. But I, I need you to win a playoff game. Well, you gonna have his chance. No question. Who's the better NFL head coach? Who's the best in the NFL right now? Bill Belichick. Or is it Bruce Arians? I know the sample size is smaller for Arians, but Belichick took a few years with Cleveland, and then when he got to New England, he had a 5-11 and season. Then they win the Super Bowl. Arians, I know it's circumstantial. That was a good roster he went to in in, uh, Indianapolis, and then same in Arizona. But the fact remains, he's done nothing but win games since he got retired by the Steelers a few years back. I'll say this about Bruce Arians. When he was the Colts head coach, when Pagano was sick and going through all that, they were playing at a high level. Yes. The last couple of years, they stumbled a little bit. They've gone – I mean, obviously this year they're not playing well, but last year they stumbled and they kind of just heated up a little bit during the playoffs and ran off a couple of games. So I want to say they beat Kansas City in like a 44-41 game. And then you go to Denver and you beat an old Peyton Manning. Um, but then you go to the New England and you get whooped. And so there, I think it was more consistency when Bruce Aarons was the head coach. I mean, and that he kept that team relevant when they had Ryan Lindley. In the, I mean, they, you know, they had they had a chance to still win games even into January just, with their third QB. Just off a of default, I'm going to go with Coach Coach Belichick. Cause the Fair enough. Yeah. That's the – but, but right now, Bruce Aarons, receiver coach in Cleveland, Northcutt, Braylon Edwards, mm-hmm. all them boys. Cleveland was rolling at some point in time. Come to be the OC for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Got some of the hottest receivers. We call them the Bugatti boys. And, mm-hmm. and Mike Wallace, Emmanuel Sanders, Antonio Brown, all of them making millions of dollars. You had Ben playing at his highest, go to his Pro Bowls, when under Bruce Aarons. Then goes and be the OC with Andrew Luck. So now I got Andrew Luck. Probably had some of his best years mm-hmm. under B.A. Then, like you said, Coach Chuck got sick. B.A. stepped in. Not a drop-off at all. Matter of fact, it was an upgrade. He do it. He do that. So, then he gets a head coaching job in Arizona. You see what he did last year. Now, you see what he's doing this year. I, you know, he has his team. Like, your point this about man. Carson Palmer, I mean, it's easy to forget. Carson Palmer had some nice years very early in his career with Cincy. 
think about Carson Palmer three or four years ago. Who was holding him up in a conversation? Right. And now under Bruce Arians, whether whether he breeds he he breeds quarterbacks. Like you can it's say what something you what say. he's doing. He, he puts confidence. He makes you really believe. I think that's the biggest thing I've ever heard someone say about him. Like guys go out there, young players, they believe that they can you, play. You know what I like about Coach Ba? He likes matchups. So if he feel like he got a weak linebacker, best believe the tight end. That linebacker about to get hell because that tight end coming after. If he feel like you got a, a shorter, weak edge rusher, best believe we're running on that side all the time. If you feel like you got a little hole in that defense at that corner, we're going four deep balls off the rip. We're throwing them up off the – I want to see. Because what I saw on tape, I want to see if that's for sure. That's what I like, Coach, like about Coach B.A. His matchup games, he's all about Isn't matchup. that fascinating because that's Belichickian or, in fact, the 180-degree opposite of Belichick, which is Belichick is known. He takes away the best option of any offense, and Arians identifies who's Waldo on the defense better than anybody, who's the weak link to that defense, and we're going to attack that mercilessly. So, man, a Cardinals-Patriots Super Bowl would not be bad. That would be a fascinating thing to watch those two it's gonna try and scheme up game. against each other. But we'll see. You know, the Patriots right now, as constituted, of if they have Edelman and Amendola, the story will change a little bit. But, right. boy, they, they might be – you might be able to beat them up at the line of scrimmage, and the injuries have been have been vast for that uh, for that Patriots O-line. So, I mean, I that's the frustration for me as a Steelers fan is that really the Texans aren't going to the Super Bowl. But the other five teams that get into that dance on the AFC side, any of those teams could go to the Super Bowl, and then the Steelers blew it to the birdies of Baltimore. He's a team that you can say right now. Because I don't trust Andy Dalton. No. I don't I don't we don't know that it's going to be Andy Dalton. I don't trust either of their quarterbacks, though. And so that's – that's. Wow. I, I, I hear you on that I, one. I, but I think it's just a good regular season team. That It leads us into this. That's a perfect transition, Maurice. Yes, quarterbacks, there are different levels of quarterbacks. Quarterbacks that are atrocious and shouldn't be starting quarterbacks. Then there are ones that are have decent weeks and uh, decent months and, and maybe can get you to the postseason. But it's another thing entirely to win the Super Bowl, to be good enough to get that done. The outlier to that is Joe Flacco, and he had a certain skill set. He had that whip. You know, that, that uh, he got hot at the right time. But you go through the 21st century, there aren't too many guys that were like, yeah, he's a mediocre QB, and they won the Super Bowl. That almost never happened. So let's play now. Can this QB win the Super Bowl? Let's start off with Alex Smith, Maurice. Can he win it all? Oh, yeah. He didn't turn the ball over. Right. Simple as that. No turnovers, you win. Ike, I'll see you. No. No. Because why? It's not enough. I mean, y- your defense is hurt. I like it. You're an upgrade version of Johnny Manziel because you've been in the game a little bit longer. But really, you're Johnny Manziel. I mean, think about it. You, you can run the ball because you're a quarterback. So you're very athletic. You can run the ball. Right. You've been in the game for a while. Right. So now you finally having success. Finally. You manage the game real good. I get it. But you just don't put them points up I need to see to get over that hurdle. I, You know, I look back always, and I know it was, you know, it was a – it didn't happen, so we could play the if game. But, man, Kyle Williams doesn't fumble two punts in San Francisco, and Alex Smith's playing in the Super Bowl instead of Eli playing the Patriots. And if Alex Smith doesn't have Kyle Williams do that, it's hard to imagine that Jim Jim Harbaugh would have pulled the plug on Alex Smith if he had been to the Super Bowl. I mean, it's one thing to win the division and go to the title game and all that, but if he played in the Super Bowl, I don't know how they could have pulled – 
Alex Smith ever out of there. And he just, you know, these are. They, he, and remember, he put they up beat points. the Saints in the playoffs. Remember, that year. He, they put up. He can put up points if he has to, but his game is dictated off how the defense plays, i.e., Buffalo Bills. I and and by the way, with Jeremy Macklin, they do the the, the offense has opened up a little bit. I mean, it's 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 open up a little bit, but it's your your door still needs that WD forty. If it, <laughs> ain't really they can hear, you, they can hear you open it. Yeah, they can hear you open. Oh man, Andy Reid, man, he's one of those. As a coach, he's a guy who underrated. almost always goes to the playoffs, but he's never uh, he's never he went Very to one underrated. Super Bowl. And next Very up, underrated. how about this guy? We were just talking about him, Kirk Cousins. Ike Taylor, I like, can you know, he win the Super Bowl? You know, I'm a fan of Kurt. I know you are. I'm a fan of Kurt. Um, you like him? Yes. If you take away, oh man, the two, and we're gonna get down to the four. Yeah. The 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 five QBs you got. Mm-hmm. You take away the defense for all your five QBs, and let's go offense for offense. Talk to me. Curse that guy. Look at it. You take away your defense and go just offense. I need offense. I need to put out on the field and talk to me. Here's the thing with I'm gonna go with Kurt with DC. I'm I don't again. I I have my questions about Jay Gruden, and they are eight and seven. It's not like they're uh, a double digit win team right. or anything like that. But still, they've rounded into shape now. And if you look at them with Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garcon and what Jordan Reed's doing, and they have two nice running backs, the offensive line is keeping him clean in the passing game, which makes it curious that they then can't run the football. And they do they stuff the run on defense. Maybe they're questionable in the on the back end in defense. I think everybody just assumes that we've been talking all season. Ah, the NFC East is going to be a walkover for the Seahawks or for the Vikings or for the Packers, whoever that's, that ends up. I don't even know that that's true that's, anymore. They, they can't run the ball though, and that's the issue. You have to be able to run the ball. True. And in the playoffs, you could be the best quarterback, mm-hmm. but if you can't run the ball, you're not going to win. See, they call enough plays to be efficient with the passing game. Yeah, we. We calling twenty five rushing calls. Yeah, we averaging three point nine per. That's not nothing at all. That's mm-hmm. one of the lowest. But I like it because at least you know we handing the ball off. Well, and it's also weird. And I know that there's a difference between pass protection and and run blocking. But still, they keep Kirk Cousins nice and clean mm-hmm. all day long, and yet they can't figure out how to run the ball. The same loaded, human you, beings you have can't. loaded boxes. You have they're they're putting people in the box. They're putting eight guys in the box to stop the run. And mm-hmm. that's where Deshaun Jackson. That's why early on they were struggling. Because they didn't have that deep threat, and Garcon had to go away from what he he's he's a he's a guy that works the middle of the field, catch dig routes. He's gonna catch over routes, but you need someone to clear all that out, and that's where Deshaun Jackson comes in. So when he comes back, he opens it up for Jordan Reed and Pierre Garcon. But you know how it is, Ike. It comes to the point in the playoffs where you need a four minute offense. You have to close out a game, and that means you just got to run down their throat, mm-hmm. and, and you can't do that. I, I think I think no, they're not doing it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're not doing it, but at least they handing no, 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 they're handing it off, the ball yeah. off. They're they're not being productive with the runs, but handing the ball off and letting that clock run is the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I see. Your play calling is pretty much balanced, and I can deal with that. Well, and in the meantime, like I say, it's a, the thing that people are sleeping on is, and it's because they are collectively seems like at least one of them has been hurt for the last couple of years. But think about they go into the playoffs with healthy Garcon. D-Jacks, and Jordan Reed, eek. That's a tough group to try and uh, try and stop. Pick your poison there. Next up, can I know you guys just say, are singing songs about Fitz Magic. Can he win the Super Bowl, though, Ike Taylor? No. What? You, can, you think they can go to the Super Bowl, but then you don't think I they think can win it. 
I think I think he's that kryptonite. Say what? I think Fitzmagic is that kryptonite, man. But he wears green, so I guess that makes sense. I mean, it's all good, and I like Fitzmagic, man. Fitzmagic has been doing this thing. Well, what's going to happen to him in the uh, two weeks after he wins the AFC title game but before the Super Bowl play, that he's not going to be able to win that well, one? S- somebody got to lose the Super Bowl. And I think whoever they playing, he would be on the losing side. Probably will be the Cardinals, I Panthers, or Seahawks. You know what I'm saying? Like, the- and he's he's another one of these guys. He, he got the most balanced offense. He got a running game. Yep. And he got some receivers that don't run routes at all, just throw it up to him, and they're going to catch it. Them tight windows, eh, I don't know about them tight window spaces. <laughs> you know? but, but have you noticed all of his passes are to the outside? He doesn't like to throw – he doesn't throw – Inside routes, and that's what I'm saying. But okay. that's good, though. If you think about it, I think when you talk about any of these quarterbacks, he has the best supporting cast. You know what? That's what I said. He has a tough defense. He has great receivers. He has a really good running game, and his offensive line, who we don't talk about, they're still mauling them guys along. They still find a way to move people out of the way. And at the end of the day, it would be the perfect storm for him to win after playing for all these different teams and then going to New York. I will say this. Chan Gailey did get another guy who wore number 14 on his jersey who was pretty pedestrian up till that one season, well, uh, the season prior. Neil O'Donnell was his name. He left the Steelers to go to the Jets. So, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Chan Gailey knows how to turn guys that are not the greatest talents in in the world and make them look like uh, look like guys that can win the Super Bowl. Of course, uh, like I say, he did that once with O'Donnell. I guess why not with Ryan Fitzpatrick? I'm going to stick with the Chiefs though to ultimately get to the Super Bowl. There, last one, number one, the likely MVP of 2015, Cam Newton. Can he win the Super Bowl, Maurice? No. No. Why not? Because the the way they've been playing the last down the stretch, it hasn't been good. It hasn't been good. Like, offense put up – they'll get a big lead, then they'll give it away. And they haven't closed out games on offense. And really, Ted Ginn's hurt. Are you saying that there's a, some blueprint – because people talk that. Oh, no, the, the blueprint's out there. What's the blueprint? Press them. Press and play man. That's all you got to do. And force them to throw in the tight windows. That's what everyone's doing now. Everyone's playing cover one, forcing you to throw in the tight windows. Isn't the response to that, though, by uh, Mike Shula? All right, then Cam is going to destroy you with Jonathan Stewart, and, the, well, and those four legs issue. are going to run over you now. Jonathan Stewart isn't healthy. so Well, he's got to get healthy. I'm, I'm and assuming that's, and that's that they get why, him right. For well, the even most. if he's healthy, I think right now the issue with them is they have a lot of issues on the defensive side, and they have some issues with their offensive line. And they've been able to protect it because they've been able to run the ball, get a lead, and kind of get those guys going and have that play-action pass. But as you saw against Atlanta when they were down, Sheck, they were dropping back multiple times, and they started getting whooped. And so now you have now you're exposed. Now I'm I'm, I'm legitimately now curious to see what happens with these Panthers because as good as they've been, everybody has been skeptical about this team. You know, you didn't hear the same buzz at 14 and 0. Remember when the Patriots were 14 and 15 and 0? I mean, from like week six on. In fact, that season it was like, oh, the Patriots are going to do it. Nobody ever thought the Panthers were going to do it. No one ever was swooning like this is your clear Super Bowl favorite. People don't think that. Now that the Panthers have lost, now, oh, everybody's all in on the Arizona Cardinals. And to some degree, I kind of am too because I want to see them now respond to what the Falcons did because you know other teams are going to try to do that to them. But I do think the answer is get physical with them. There's still no answer for one back there if he tries to run at you. You want to try and and press up on those receivers? All right, he's going to make you pay with his legs, no? See, everybody, it's all about matchups. And – 
Atlanta matched up well in the secondary yeah. with their receivers. Mm. Every team don't have a deep secondary that can match up with their receivers. But if you do, I feel like that's going to be the blueprint. Get up there, throw the timing off. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's all football is really about, especially on the perimeter game, throwing the timing off. Mm-hmm. Like, these quarterbacks have a clock ticking their head, one, two, three, bam, the ball needs to be gone. You get up there, you press jam these receivers, you throw the timing off a little bit. So instead of being them between the numbers and the hash, man, they still fighting outside the numbers. Where you at? I'm looking for you. The ball's supposed to be right there. Where you at? You throw the timing off a little bit, and, and it hurts them. Cam, Cam is at his best if, if somebody plays zone against Cam. They're not that good if you got to make Cam throw into tight spaces. That's why I credit Mike Shula for play calling the way he's been play calling this whole season. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the blueprint, man. You put your hands on these receivers. The only thing about that, though, and we talked about Ted again, and Ted again got hurt that Atlanta game. Yeah, he dropped a lot of balls, but he make a lot of big plays. He's there. Deshaun Jackson takes the top off. And he's scoring touchdown. He's that one threat on that team. Like, this guy can get behind us, and he can change the game in one play. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, I think we saw how valuable, as much as you want to talk about the man hands, how valuable he was to that offense. Ted Ginn, Junior, I'm talking about. Last question then, Ike. Do you agree with Maurice, or do you think Cam can win the Super Bowl this year? If if Cam had Eric Decker and Brandon Marshall, but he doesn't. Yes, he doesn't. So I don't think so. I don't think so. Hmm. Interesting. So Kirk. So Alex Smith. Boy, you guys are tough. Actually, if you look at it here, you think. Maurice is the only guy. Is the only guy. Alex Smith's the only guy you say can do it. No, I said Fitzpatrick. Oh, and you say Fitzpatrick, and then Ike says I'm no. Kirk. Says Kirk Cousins is the only guy that can get it. Done. No, I'm just going with Kirk. All right, see, you're tough. With, That's I'm taking. I'm taking. I'm taking a defense out. All the scenarios. No, I know. I'm I got just you. putting the offense on the field, and I'm going with Kirk Cousins. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. A two minute drill. I'm gonna take Ryan Fitzpatrick because I saw him do it. Fascinating as always. So Cam do it last Marie. week. Though. What's that black tie? So Cam do it two weeks ago. Well, that's all Kirk Cousins been doing. Been doing two minute drills. That's all he's been doing. Are you are you a Panthers right now? Just throwing it he out is. there, man. I mean, are you a Panthers right <laughs> <fan laughs> <or laughs> now? Throwing it out there. See, last week Seattle loses. Seattle loses, and now all of a sudden it's a Panthers fan. Cam and what he did in the last, you know. Well, we're not saying we're not. I'm not saying Cam can't do it. What there. we're saying is, in the it comes a point in time when you get in the playoffs. I've only been there once, and we had the New England on the ropes. And we couldn't close a game out. And when you can't close a game, it's a wrap. Like you, you won't win. You won't because the great teams, they find a way to close out games. If you look at Seattle, what they've done, obviously Green Bay couldn't close out the game last year in the NFC Championship game. Guess what? Seattle got 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 back in it. Game was over. Boy, oh boy, how about those Packers? That's great. I mean, that's almost that's not as bad as the Steelers just completely missing it. But Aaron Rodgers is going to the postseason. But after you see him play Arizona, what's the point? I mean, it that seems man, like they got to run into him again. Yikes! He's taking a lot of hits, man. They got to go back to Arizona too. Watch this. They are. They'll be the either. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well, I guess we might. We're going to get uh, a Minnesota. Wait, Seattle is now it's a lot be of the a lot of permutations. Seed. They're the sixth, but they can be the fifth seed if the Vikings lose. And right. If the, the Vikings Seahawks lose to the, the Packers, then – And the Seahawks beat the Cardinals, they will be the fifth seed. The Seahawks will be the fifth seed. 
that's going to be interesting to see what Arians does that way. Is he going to play his oh, guy? He already He's said playing. He, he said we're playing too good to rest players, so I'm not resting my I players. I like that. See, I like B.A. Yeah, that's he, a, he ain't he, rest no players. He does it the right way. That's the good. So, Seattle and Arizona, yeah, the, the permutations, as you said, uh, Black Tie, a good use of the word. You don't hear permutations very often outside of uh, this time that, of that's football that Emory, season. That Emory education. basketball <laughs> education. He, he played he play on a basketball team and didn't start. No. But he's very athletic. But, but didn't say he it's don't want division to take the money. three. He's very athletic. But he don't want to take the money. And he's flat-footed. Got duck feet. Yeah, duck feet. <laughs> but he's very athletic. Black Tie, do you See still think side, you can beat Ike, Ike in one-on-one hey, on one basketball? Ike, I'm ready. Ike, I'm telling him I'm ready. Ike, you no, know, no. we got to go when you're ready, Ike. You can't. We can do it right now. The the Blackathon, it can, we should continue because Black Tie has already beaten Maurice in Madden. Yeah. Which was one time considered to be an impossibility. You vanquished Maurice. Next, next up, Ike Taylor, one-on-one -on -one hoops. I smoke Black Tie in basketball. One-on-one? -on -one? What are we going to? 11, 7, doesn't matter. We can go to 7. We can do it after the show. All right. That's what I <laughs> Get the cameras, everybody. That's going to be a dandy event. I'm looking forward to he, that he one. He ain't going to show up. I'm there. I'm ready to go. I'm there. Show over. Jeans Let's on go. Show over, Ike. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, hey, Bring your excuses with you. Hey, close it out, Shaq. All right. Let's go. Uh, all right. Here comes the Sheck Report. And on the other side of the Sheck Report, the week, 16, week 17 picks the final of the regular season for you. So stick around for that. In the meantime, Maurice and Ike, thanks to you. Make sure you're watching them on NFL Now, Celebration Station, Fashion Popo, all their game breakdowns. It's great stuff. It's entertaining. It's funny. And it most uh, – well, I was going to say most importantly, not most importantly, but they're insightful on top of all the other stuff. Well, thank you. Great work, fellas, and uh, we'll kibitz with you soon. Here comes the Sheck Report. Take it away, Sheck. Dave. Dave, damn a Sheck. Zing, damn a Sheck. You've done it again. That one didn't feel good doing it. I don't want to talk no. that way about the Steelers. You think it makes me happy? It doesn't, Handsome Hank. Hey, speaking of Handsome Hank, he's here. Wow. He's replaced Ike and Maurice. And if you've been paying attention, you did hear Ike say as he took his headset off, Let's go, Black Tie. Let's go out and uh, play a little one-on-one -on -one basketball. Guess what, everybody? I know I'm messing with the space-time continuum a little bit, but they did, in fact, go outside and play a little one-on-one. -on -one. We'll show you that video if you are watching on YouTube or NFL.com or elsewhere in a minute. But first, let's say hello to the man seated to my immediate left. Joining us to Kibitz about week 17. Now that we have week 16 all figured out, it's Handsome Hank. <laughs> Hello, handsome. How are you? I'm very well indeed. Thank you, Dave. Merry Christmas. I was going to say happy holidays. How did it go over at the Hodgson home? It was very nice. Thank you. So you do celebrate Christmas we do, in yeah, England? We the, do, the, the English people, and I'm sure they'll hit you up on Twitter to let you know that they also, and New Year as well, same, exactly the same way. Same calendar same and everything calendar else? and everything. Yeah, the Roman calendar, I believe they call it. What did you guys do? I I got to tell you real quick because you Please gave do. me the idea that you have to use the holiday to make your kids watch Star Wars. We got through Star Wars, did you? Empire Strikes right. Back, and the Jabba portion of Return of the Jedi. I thought that was great, great work. Why just the Jabba portion? Well, that's as far as we got. That's because I've, I'm actually, and I haven't got, I've, I've done Star Wars, and, and we did uh, Return of the Jedi on Christmas Eve, which was a mm. nice, nice way to ring in Christmas, you know, while Santa's off uh, doing his bit. Um, but then I was told, you then do episode two next, then three, then Empire. 
I know you had mentioned something about that. I don't know. I, I kind of feel like I'm better off. You know, we were having that discussion the other day with uh, with our pal Mark Sessler from around the NFL, yep. and he's a lifelong Browns big, fan, but he's and not from a big Star Wars fan as well. Yeah, well, but he's you know either way he's he, he's taken to the Browns or did as a child, and now out here in LA is two little boys. I said, are you going to make them be Browns fans? And not unlike your little boy, you have forced him into being a Dolphins fan. Hey, which, that's not true. Well, you did. You you, you made that's that. absolutely untrue. I took him to the Dallas Cowboys training camp tw- two years in a row. I think, and I, do, I mean, he's 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 come round to the Dolphins, but he he experimented with the Jets. Uh, you did play some dangerous games, and but you did ultimately throw the aqua, or you, as you say, aqua gear on him, and that does sway a young brain. Kind of. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't actually agree with you on that one. But fine, I did steer him away from the Jets by saying that Santa hated the Jets. That one, mm. I, that one wasn't going to stand. But everything That's else fair. I've left open. <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, I don't remember even where we I left I don't know off where you're going. Yeah, but I, let's, I, let's, let's throw that, toss that idea out. Anyway. All right. Well, the other thing is, too, we're talking about the Steelers and, you know, on the Sheck report there. On the other side of things, now that I'm thinking about the around the NFL fellas, Dan Hanzoos is our resident Jets fan. And I don't know that I care for his sort of very quiet confidence that he has about the Jets going into Buffalo. And well, uh, so I, I had a conversation with him this morning. A couple of things. First of all, the Jets were very unlikable for a long time because of Rex Ryan. To me, I mean, I, I hate the Jets anyway, but I would say that Rex Ryan made them even less likable. I don't know about and that. I, right. And I feel sorry for the Bills now because the Bills are a team that you kind of could root for even as a Dolphins fan. Because just because of the years of misery they've suffered, you really would like to see them do well. But Rex, again, makes, in fact, there was a headline we have on NFL.com today where Rex said, the headline is, Rex, I let my mouth run away with me. It's like, it's December 29th. Of course you did. That's, you let your mouth run away with you every year. And then you realize at the end of the season, I probably shouldn't have said that we were going to the Super Bowl. I mean, so anyway, Jets, not likable. But they kind of, they, they are now. I like Ryan Fitzpatrick. I really like Todd Bowles. I think Brandon Marshall's kind of a, a fun story this season. But Dan Hansis makes them almost impossible to I like. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Go Bills. Yeah. America is rooting That's for the what Buffalo America Bills. Wants. And as I've said before, the Cowboys may own the title, but if there were an America's team, I think it would be the Buffalo Bills in the AFC and the Green Bay Packers in the NFC. I think that's probably about right. But then again, the most beloved team is the Pittsburgh Steelers. That, I, I mean, I know people like the metrics of who buys the most gear, the Cowboys win that. But I I mean, really, when you watch Monday Night Football or whatever, wherever it's played, there are more Steelers fans than there are home crowd, wherever the, if the Steelers are on the road. No? You, you, you consider I feel that like a reason? I, I the three most popular teams uh, are clearly the Cowboys, the, Cowboys, the Steelers, Steelers, and the, the Raiders. Packers. Oh, and the Raiders. Right? No, not the Raiders? No, I think the Packers. All right. Well, I think anyway, anyway, that's a conversation for another, another day. Time. Let's get to, I say the Steelers need the Bills to beat the Jets. The other path that was available at least up and through Monday night was that the Broncos might lose their last two games. That mm-hmm. seemed unlikely that they would lose in week 17 to the Chargers. But the first step was for the Steelers division foe, the Bengals, with A.J. McCarron to knock them off. It was Osweiler v. McCarron, not exactly something that people anticipated in week one, but there it was, and McCarron looked great early. Osweiler looked great late. Um, I think, uh, you know, the the nonsense that Peyton might take over. You know, the I, I sat in the green room and watched Monday Night Football with the name drop with uh, Daniel Jeremiah and Brian Baldinger, 
and we kibitzed about, you know, the, it, it really a more fascinating result would have been the Bengals winning for two reasons. One, if McCarron had knocked off the Broncos in Denver, the best defense in the NFL, wouldn't the Bengals have to feel compelled to, no matter what Andy Dalton's status is come January, to say, well, this kid is has a swagger about him. Andy Dalton has the baggage of, you know, past January failures. This kid has none of that. Don't they have to consider that now they have no, their, their escape? I don't think they would have done. Well, everybody, I, I, I think they, I, I don't think Marvin Lewis would have, but I think the savvy move would have been the role with A.J. McCarron. I don't Clearly, Really? Yeah, Andy Dalton has been excellent this season. I get I Fine. get all of the primetime thing. I get all the playoff thing. But I don't think you throw that out of the window and say, hey, A.J. McCarron had a good game on Monday night against the Broncos, against Brock Osweiler. Which, by the way, when they were winning during the first half, am I allowed to spoil the fact that they lost the game? Yes, you are. Okay. When they were winning in the first half, it wasn't. A.J. McCarron was a nice part of it, but it was because they had no. a power no. running game. Their running game was working. And they went away from it inexplicably in the fourth quarter when they actually were able to move the ball on the ground. McCarron, though, looked dynamite he slinging the ball. He did good early on. You're right. The, that first drive, he looked very impressive. But it was it was set up by the run. I mean, that's a horrible cliche, but it was set up by the fact that they were able to run the ball. They then went away from the running game, and then the Broncos just came after A.J. McCarron the whole time during the second half. What do you think about the way Osweiler looked, and what do you think it means in January for those Broncos? With a great defense, they got, you know, C.J. Anderson, with a decisive run to I don't uh, swing the game. Do you think Osweiler looked good? I think when the game was on the line, he looked good. I mean, he didn't. Look, I, he wasn't consistent throughout the game, but I thought he looked good I feel like where it mattered during, most. During the first half, he looked pretty bad. Yes. And I felt like the, the Bengals' defense um, basically, you know, playing at that mile-high altitude, you hear it all the time, and that's what the home field, That's why the home field hmm. advantage for the Broncos is so important. But they weren't able to get pressure during the – it just get lessened and lessened. Early in the game, they were really getting after him and confusing him and doing things that forced him into errors. By the end of the game, I think they were exhausted. I think – Is that, that crazy? No, that's fine, but I think what the result is, I think Broncos fans should be happy that the game ended that way beyond just getting them into the postseason, obviously, because if they had lost that game and Osweiler had continued to not play very well, then it leaves the window open unless Peyton Manning has zero chance, unless in those workouts, and if you saw any clips of those, that looks like a 40-year-old man laboring to throw the ball 15 yards. I mean, that's basically what it looks like. You or I could have done it. Without pads. I mean, he's really (laughs) like veins popping from his head kind of strain. He's an older guy trying to do that. But if they – if Osweiler left the door open by playing lousy and then you could create this story this week that, hey, you got to throw 18 in there to try and get us into the postseason, I think you might have gotten a short-term benefit, but come January you wouldn't have had a chance. That would have been well, bad. Story. I agree. Let, let's you and I then – I mean, and the, uh, uh, our friends at NFL Network are going to be upset by this because they've got hours of speculation that they, that they need to fill time with over the next couple of weeks. But let's put this to bed. Do you think that Brock Osweiler – or A.J. McCarron is not going to play in the playoff games, i.e., is Andy Dalton coming back for a playoff game? Is Peyton Manning coming back for a playoff game? Because I don't believe either of them are. I don't think either of them are going to be healthy when it comes to the- I don't know. I think Peyton is done in Denver for sure. With uh, where it comes to Dalton, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a. I don't know. I don't know about 
how bad a broken thumb is and how long it takes to recover. Kind of important to be able to hold a football with your thumb. I think whereas if it were Tom Brady, let's say, or Aaron Rodgers or Ben Roethlisberger and you have them at 80 or 90%, you're going to roll with that guy versus the backup. But, if I mean, if Andy Dalton is not 100% ready to right. go, you cannot put him yeah. out there. He's like, yeah, I still got a little pain. All right, then you're not playing Andy. And I, Sorry, maybe it just depends that. how far they go into the playoffs. Yeah. But I can't imagine that he's playing in there. That's the bummer of it, don't you see? That whoever gets into the mix, save the Houston Texans, who are capable of pulling an upset or two even, I don't think they can win three games to get to the Super Bowl. The other five teams that get into the mix there, the Jets and or if it's the Steelers, on up, all those teams can go to the Super Bowl. That's the frustrating part this year. If you're an AFC contender, just get into – they always say get into right. the dance and we'll see. Really, this year in the AFC, any of those teams could go save the Texans. And like I say, even they could uh, – you know, they have a puncher's chance to pull an upset or two. All right, let's get to it now. Before we make our Week 17 Red Challenge flag picks here, let's talk about Wait, it. we're doing that today. That's right. We're doing it today. I know. We're, we're combining two things because Why is we have that? the Shecky Awards coming up later. In the week. That's the banner event of not just the week, not the month, but of the, of the year. That's year. what people have been waiting for. Right. I mean, a lot of people just slept, hibernated through to December the 30th so they could get to the it's, re- it's the cherry on top of the calendar yeah. year that, that everybody gets. In fact, you could hibernate all the way through the, for 364 days and 23 hours and then just tune in for just the checkies right at the end. Straight back to oh, the that's, what, that's what happened. Yeah, right. okay, that, great. That's what now matters. I, know what the, I wish I'd tasted the mango. Well, well I, I mean, I, I, that's not a spoiler alert. Well, yeah, no, it isn't a spoiler alert because mango does not no, rate in the, that's why the Shecky Awards for Fruit of the Year. So, Handsome, start us off. Who are you loving going into Week 17? Dave, <laughs> I think this is going to upset you, but I'm loving Ryan Mallett. And i tell you why. I like the Terrific. symmetry. I love the symmetry of Ryan Mallett. I don't like the fact that he beat your Steelers, and or that's partly why we're talking about it. You think it's here. funny that he did. But early in the season, or before the season began, you, Dave Damashek, sat in that seat right there, and you praised Ryan Mallett, the Houston Texans starting quarterback who is going to lead that team to an AFC South championship and to, I, I think, a strong-armed wonder kid, you called him at one point. Did I call him that? Maybe, something like that. Um, <laughs> and a rifle-armed hero. And Again, I don't remember no, I don't using remember those either. exact words. But, but, you, right. but you said that this guy was going to be the, the you know, uh, have a breakout season, essentially. And, I, think, and I, I don't think you'd say that. That was before the alarm clock incident. That was before the missing the flight. That was before sulking on the sidelines. And then all that stuff happens. And Ryan Mallett winds up in a in a meaningless for that team week sixteen game starting for the Baltimore Ravens against your Pittsburgh Steelers, who had to beat a, a team that's been bad all season and now has their third or fourth starting quarterback of the year. Mallett, I think, is their fourth guy, right? They've had Clawson, Flacco, Schaub. and Chubb. So right. yeah, their fourth quarterback of the year. I mean, this is a, a cakewalk for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I didn't who- like the curveball that they threw at the Steelers. Well, the Steelers have no tape on Ryan Mallett as the Ravens QB. That was a. I mean, he's the fourth quarterback they've chosen this season. Whether they got tape on him or not, that's not exactly. Uh, that's no excuse. They played bad. They played very badly, and Ben Roethlisberger had a poor game. But I like he the symmetry terrible. of you sitting here in June and saying that Ryan Mallett's going to have a great season, and then Ryan Mallett effectively ending the Steelers. 
Steelers season as a Baltimore Ravens quarterback. And here's what it says to me, not more than about Ryan Mallett, because you've got the Redskins, you know, as the NFC East champions that we, I don't think anyone saw. You've got the Jets beating the Patriots and to get in the playoffs. It means it doesn't matter who you are. Go out and do what you want to do. We, you know, like 2015 is <laughs> coming to an end. You can do anything. You can be anything. Yeah. Right? I, I like your message. See, yeah, I, I, for 26. optimism and hope. I like it that, you know, for me, well, see, I love it, as a matter of fact. Yeah, I'm loving it, too. Well, you and me are trying to make, tr- you know, the world a better place trying. as soon as next trying year. Trying every day. Except, you know what I'm loving is, if you're going to bring up Ryan Mallett, I'm loving that you have to use a spork now for the rest of your life. <laughs> I do. Because you said D.C. would not win the NFC East, and if you were wrong, you would. Oh, the only utensil you would use for the rest of your life was Well, I said I wouldn't use a fork. Okay. That was the whole thing. The the around the NFL gentlemen have a have a segment called put a stick a fork right. in them. And early in the season, I suggested they should fork the Redskins because there's no way they win the NFC East. I said, in fact, if they do win the NFC East, I would never use a fork again. Fun little fact about that: they forked the Redskins in RG3's rookie season, and they ended up making the playoffs. So they're kind of jaded about that. So. You know. Yep. Well, whatever. I mean, I, they, look, they, those guys are guessing. They're literally stab, having a stab in the dark at, at uh, when they're forking teams. So I'm, it's not like I feel bad about look it. Look at you I, with the utensil pun, yeah, stabbing. Exactly. I like that. But I, um, but I, I made a mistake and I've owned up to it. And now um, I'm, I'm left forkless. Well, I'll say this, Ryan Mallett. You know, people now are tweeting me. Hey, Dave, look, you picked the Chiefs and Texans, and everybody laughed at you. Everybody mocked you roundly. For that, but um, I think the Chiefs. So I think the Chiefs will. I, I actually, I think the Chiefs could easily find their way to the Super Bowl, which is incredible. I think, by the way, the Seahawks could, and I think I said the Seahawks. I know the Sea. I mean, in the NFC, the only three viable contenders, legitimately, after you saw what the Packers oh, looked the like Packers against stink. Arizona, they have no chance. Yeah, and I don't think the Vikings have a chance. Nope. And the so Cardinals are the best team in the NFL. DC's not going to the Super Bowl. No. They might pull an upset or two, but they're not going. So it's Carolina, Arizona, or Seattle. And then on the other side of things, like I say, I legitimately can see a path for five teams getting into the Super Bowl. If the Patriots get Edelman and Amendola 100%, yep. and they can do something with that offensive line. But, man, that's a nightmare, that O-line. And that is a terrible place to be weak when you're talking about playing the Broncos, the Bengals, and the Jets because they're – defensive fronts are almighty or they can all bring the heat on you. Anyway, Before we get to the Super Bowl though, Dave, there's some other balls. By the way, the other up. one is by the way, the other one is the Houston Texans with JJ Watt and company. They and can bring the heat. I think going to the Super Bowl. They no, have no chance. But I'm saying they that is a bad matchup for the Patriots yeah. against them. Yeah. But anyway, but with Ryan Mallett, I was right about the Texans and it wasn't so much about Ryan Mallett. I said in that te- on that team which should be a dominant defense and what they have piecewise on offense, I thought Ryan Mallett would do a good job. Finally, I'm validated. I don't know what the guy's up to in his personal life. That was the the wild card there. <laughs> Here's what I'm loving. The college football playoff. I love it. Because why? Because I'm a snob. That's why. I don't like it. And I know it's a curmudgeonly opinion. I don't need six teams going to the postseason. But, Dave, you lent the Steelers to go to the playoffs. Yeah, but I don't, uh, I don't need it. As a six seed, it's too many. Wait, teams. we've had conversations before. You want them to expand this? No, I don't. No, you no. You've no. said that before. No, you no. said eight teams would be the right number. I have never said eight teams would be the right number. I've never once said that. Don't put that on me. I said four teams is perfect. Why? Because the fifth team. See if you can follow my logic here. The fifth team in the country might have a claim that they deserve to be in the mix. We should have been the four seed, not right. that team. 
but they have no legitimate claim to being the best team in the country. So if you're the fifth seed right now, or if you're the fifth team in the nation, you can't reasonably conjure an argument that says, we're the best team in the country, so why are we getting that? Forget about that. Don't we love – in fact, you literally have just flipped from one conversation about how exciting it would be for the Texans to maybe – you know, knock off the Patriots and go the whole way, or or a I, team I, to do that. Wouldn't you like to see a uh, an eighth team go in there, or a fifth no. team, or whatever, and knock off? We're talking about the understand that the, there's a distinction here. Exciting doesn't equal merit, and I like I want to live That's in a fair. meritocracy where. Only the best teams. I always talk about March Madness. I'm a, I, people go crazy about what a jerk I am every March. I don't like March Madness. Yeah, it's fun to watch the games, but it doesn't it doesn't give you who the real best team is. I like to say I would go back to a time in baseball where only the two league champions what, played a best the point, of nine. What's the point of having playoffs at all? In that case, for you, just the, put se- the, best the NFL in. season ends on Sunday, and we just say, okay, who has the best record at the end of it? Great, that's no, the champion. Uh, there's something in between, which is well, like, all right, but, couple teams on both sides, just the very best. We don't need these nine and seven. But then what happens teams. if the fourth team, the fourth best team, beats the first best team? I don't like, you know what? Parity equals mediocrity, and we don't need mediocre teams getting a 60-minute puncher's chance to take down teams that have a 14-2 and two record. I don't like it. That's why I like teams that earn it over the course of the long haul. All right, that's who I'm loving, so good luck with the playoffs. By the way, my picks, uh, if you saw them there on YouTube or NFL.com, I'm taking Michigan State because I think that they haven't seen anybody as good as Connor Cook, Bama. They can bring it, obviously. Uh, they can bring some pressure. So Connor Cook's going to be under some heat there. But I do think that uh, that he will uh, surprise them, not unlike Cardell Jones did a year ago. I'm going to take Clemson over Oklahoma, and I'm going to take Michigan State to take down Clemson there. No, I am not a Big Ten wonk. I don't want to see Michigan State win. I don't root for my conference foes. I don't root for the Ravens. People, I remember at the Super Bowl, people were like, you, Mo, you must be rooting for the Baltimore Ravens to win this Super Bowl. That's Why insane. would I do that? Well, AFC North pride. You what? The Ravens. <laughs> what? That's, yeah. You can't be like two games a year and be like, this is my. This is the biggest game of the, of the regular Boy, season. Well, I'd love that to have. You know, yeah. I, I, anybody but that team. Right. My, I'm rooting for the Bills this weekend so the Jets don't get into the playoffs. Cause I don't want, uh, you know, that's forget right. about them getting that's to the right. playoffs and rooting against them. I don't want them to even get to the playoffs. Dabo Sweeney seems like a fun fella. I like the All-Orange. Yep. That's about uh, my level of interest, and uh, I'm going to pick them because they've been uh, dynamite all season long. All right, let's get to it now. The final time of the NFL 2015 regular season. Red Challenge Flat Picks. We've got to do better than that. I know. Come on, everybody behind the glass. What gives? What's I mean, happening? How many times have we done I just this? told you, you could be Ryan Mallett. I just tried to give you optimism, Black Tie. Are we going to do it again? Let's do it again, guys. Black Tie's very anxious. He wants us to move it along. Yeah, we, it's, it's about him. Yeah. Well, because right. we've got to get to the bit with him in. You know what Black Tie did take the time to say, though, to me in my ear? He pitched a little joke in my ear there as we were talking about <laughs> Ryan Mallett. Oh, that's not even fair. It's not a joke. It was what just, is it? Tell it was us. Go ahead and say it, say it, Black Tie. I want you to you get the credit it. for you it. Well, I was just going to say, you know, don't sleep on Ryan Mallet. It wasn't a crazy <laughs> joke. It was just saying. I mean, Tank's out here throwing out bad puns. And don't sleep on him. Ryan Mallet. I get Because he takes naps. Yeah. He takes naps. He oversleeps, in fact. Misses right. So flights. I wanted you to get the credit. I didn't want to steal any of your shine there. Mm-hmm. Hey, all right, ready? Let's try it again. Let's sing the song, but let's do it with some enthusiasm. Everybody behind the glass, please. Ready? Go ahead. Red Challenge Flat Picks. You know what? 
I don't know. That's I, the best one of 2015. Maybe, but I don't. I didn't really hear a lot. I think it was you and me carrying oh, the day there. All right, let's get to it. We'll just do three games wait, wait, because a lot I, of them aren't terribly important. There isn't right? anyone for me to actually throw. Yeah, they're facing off. It's you two. Where's Elliot Harrison? What yeah, happened really to that guy? guy? I haven't <laughs> seen him for months. 2016. Maybe. Is he okay? Get him next year. Is he going to be all right? It's fine. Do we want to get the goth kid Cowboys in here? And then, uh, we don't have time. The goth kid does want to get in there, but we don't have time. Okay. Like all right. I'll throw them at you. That's fine. I mean, we have nothing but time. We're here all day talking about yeah, football, but we have not. But somehow we don't have time for stuff all the time. I don't understand. Matt it. G all right. just said to me, this is the longest show ever. Who did? Matt G. Matt is that Gotham. what you said, Matt Gotham? Yeah. Did you say that? He did say it, yeah. He's shaking his head. <laughs> I, someone's lying. So I mean, I don't know who's the liar. I mean, that's what, that's what we need to suss out here and now. Black lie. <laughs> See, that was a good pun, Black Tie. I like that one. All right, here we go. We'll start it off with the biggest game of the day. By the way, we're all assuming that the Steelers are going to go to Cleveland and beat that team. I don't know what evidence there is that Mike Tomlin, what in the track record of Mike Tomlin over nine seasons, losing to under 500 teams. Sure. Oh, yeah. Well, the Steelers are obviously going to be. Are they? We're, we're positive about that after what we just saw in, against that bum Ravens team. All right. The first order of business, though, the Steelers need to see the Bills defeat the Jets. Jets. Bills. Handsome. Choose. It goes against every fiber in my body, but I'm choosing the Jets. No, you so-and-so, you. I'm throwing the challenge flag. It's, yes, this is one I always say. I pride myself on this. Insane, because all the haters and all oh, Dave, you are a Steelers homer and you pick them always, which isn't true. And you always pick again, whatever. Blah. I don't do any of that. But in this case, I'm going to. In this case, I I mean, by, by the way, on a legitimate level, I obviously want the Bills to win this game. And I know what I just said about how the I, I want a meritocracy and the nine and seven Steelers or the 10 and six Steelers, whatever, getting into the playoffs. By the way, if the Steelers beat the Browns mm-hmm. and go 10 and six, this will be the fourth year in a row that I've correctly told Predicted you in record. August what their record's going to be. That's pretty good. How about that, Black that's Knight? A, that's some talent you've got there. Where's my parade if that happens? Solid. Your predictions have been coming, uh, coming good lately. Yeah, they have. Chiefs. You know what? It, it's, it's, if the Steelers don't make the playoffs, that will be the biggest travesty of this season. Not because I'm, not I because of, but it's just sad that they wouldn't, they won't be in there. Because I, I really, they're they're enjoyable to watch. Well, they weren't on Sunday. They were nope, sickening they were, to yeah, watch. They were bad, just disgusting. Dave, here's the problem with with. Oh, have you finished saying? What well, I, I yeah, I mean, listen, Rex Ryan. I don't know. Again. Diminishing returns of this, we need this one. And like, uh, but I th- rah rah speech and Rex Ryan, but legitimately, Rex really does not want to see Todd Bowles, the guy who replaced right. him, get into the postseason. With, I mean, the roster was touched up a little bit there in the offseason to make it better, but nevertheless, this is a bad look. And what's more going for him is that he's got the best offense he ever had. He's on paper yep. got the best defense, but it's it's completely fallen apart, and that's the reason I don't think it'll happen. I think in the past, he would have been able to get a Jets team or any other team up for this one. This is our Super Bowl. We've got to beat these guys, and this is about me. But I I feel like the team's fractured. I think, you know, the defense, which is supposed to be his unit, mm-hmm. doesn't seem like it's behind him. I agree with and that. So I don't. I don't think that his rhetoric will work. Can you right. sell, or do do the do like bills the want to buy? I completely get your human side of this, but can Rex sell the Bills players? And do the players recognize that it's going to be an off season of tumult if 
they lose this game. I mean, why would it? Why would it change anything? Because uh, it's going to be worse. I mean, because it's going to be grim. It's going to be real. Why? What will be? I mean, it'll it won't get any less grim. I don't believe if because if the they the- get to eight and eight, I mean, they're worse than Doug Marone. And this was supposed to be a year where they could rose have, up. If you'd asked me, I'd have told you they'd be worse than Doug Marone with Rex Ryan there. And they will be next year as well. Well, I, I yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm inclined. Teams. Intellectually, the matchup suggests this is the Jets game. Brandon Marshall playing well, Eric Decker. I'm hoping for uh, You're hoping. To pull it you got hope. Vikings, Packers. I'll choose this one, handsome. Okay. Then. I'm going to take the Packers at home, but boy. I don't. I I do think that they'll struggle with Adrian Peterson if they give him uh, uh, if they feed him the ball there, which is um, exactly what they should do. They just are not the, the the Packers. I have obviously now fully been convinced they are just not rugged enough. They are right. not built to play rugged football in December and January. The Vikings certainly have a chance in this one, but at home, Lambeau Field, once again the division title on the line. Rodgers has come through in this situation before and recently, so I'll continue to stay with it. I think the big question mark. Although I screwed up the game, by the way, that I picked, I screwed up the red challenge flag segment. I, I know just you, said be, Packers, uh, it's, it's your game, your rules. Um, the the big question is BJ Raji. He is mm-hmm. um, he yeah, if he's missing, he is. Uh, Dan Fouts referred to it the other day as the percussion uh, protocol. Or I think it's called the concussion <laughs> protocol. But it's um, if if BJ Raji is able to play he might help slow down Adrian Peterson. If he's not, then Adrian Peterson will run wild because that team can't stop anything. It's leaky. So what's the what's? But the I'm pick? still picking the Packers because they're at Lambeau. And I don't, I, I don't know why. I can't buy in on the Vikings. I just don't find them particularly interesting. I just, you know what? I am, but, I mean, I I, I'm a still whole, a cynic on Teddy B. I am too, but I, I spent the I think whole he's good, season but not. expecting the Packers to get it right because if you remember back to that 7-0 start the Packers had, there were times where Aaron Rodgers was like playing on a different level, and then since midway through the season, he's been really average, very average. Yeah, he's really funny. Come all, back all those to quarterbacks earth. who've come to earth, you know, Andrew Luck. We, I think most people picked him to be the MVP this season. Aaron Rodgers, everyone, it's just a foregone conclusion. Aaron Rodgers is a god, and he's going to be able to do all this stuff. Even Tom Brady, towards the you know, with and I realize the weapons have gone, but. It just it feels like a little bit of a changing of the guard that's taking place with Cam and Russell Wilson, all these guys coming up. There's yeah, absolutely. It's a, well, t- obviously you left off Peyton Manning. Uh, yeah, well, you I mean, know, that was Drew that Brees was done last had his I don't regression. Think anyone, I don't think that did, definitely didn't surprise me. Yeah, but. age is bad, but the thing with Rodgers is it really is perplexing because no matter who was out there, whether it was you know you go back Donald Driver and uh, Greg Jennings and Jordy Nelson and Ray, whoever it was, it didn't make a difference. Yeah, yeah. He was going to be productive with them, but so he. He had, I mean, if you remember three, four, maybe five years ago, without that protection, without the guys up front, it, I mean, it, 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 he's got no one blocking for him. He's, yeah, it, the, it's a sad story. I know, but he did survive it previously, but this year, boy, he's really struggling, uh, it seems, by his own standard. Because he doesn't have the Last up, this is fascinating that the Cardinals, and I love it that Bruce Arians is rolling with, uh, with his starters. Of course, this is the right move, coaches. You don't take your foot off the gas. I know injuries might happen, but that's a risk you have to mm-hmm. take because you slow down, you think you can ramp it back up. We've seen too many teams struggle doing that Seahawks Cardinals choose Cardinals the best team in the NFL they're going to win the game it's in Arizona of course they're going to win this Mm, uh, right, I'm going to let it go Oh, check. Uh, Come on the graphic says Seahawks there you go you You get that straight back again I have that one 
and have that one. Now I know though that the that Bruce Arians is gonna is you playing his start. You picked the Seahawks. I'm just saying you picked the Seahawks. I, I know. You in Again, this is I, I try to think about. He can pick the Cardinals elsewhere. As I try to think about this. What is it going to be? And I feel like people sense this in their subconscious or otherwise whether they can fully acknowledge it, that they know what's on the other side of things a little bit. And imagine if you're the Seahawks. If you lose this game, now you're on a two-game skid. And by the way, if they lost this one, that would be their fourth divisional loss, which yep. is pretty bad for uh, They're by going their to be in the Niners in the NFC West. If the Seahawks, if the Seahawks are 9-7 and seven on a two-game skid, how good are they feeling going into the postseason? I mean, and they'll be – by the way, this is massive – because I, I mean, it's confusing. So, wait, if they lose, if the Seahawks lose, no matter what the Vikings do, the, sixth seed. the Seahawks are the sixth seed, which they'll, means that then they'll play the winner of Minnesota Green Bay. Green Bay, I mean, I don't, I, I don't love Marshawn Lynch. I mean, uh, even with Marshawn Lynch banging on that Packers team, I don't know that I would – that's a tough matchup. That's a, that's going to be you're going to be scratching your head leading out. Who yep. would you take in that one? Packers hosting the Seahawks. I'd take the Seahawks. Would you? What about the Seahawks going up to Minnesota? I'd take the Seahawks. I guess you're right. So maybe that debunks the last 90 seconds of what I was just saying. That right, even cut that bit out, Black. Yep, yeah, taking it out. Pretend yep. that didn't happen. Uh, that was an embarrassment for all of us. <laughs> um, so all right, yeah, I'll, I'll take the Cardinals there, but. Seahawks. That's not what the graphic is. <laughs> but that's fine. I know. I'm, fine. Taking, I'm sorry. I'm taking the Seahawks, and, but here's the other. And the Cardinals. If the Seahawks that's win this game. That's what you were about game, to say. If the Seahawks win this game, then they're going to feel – then they're going to be back to feeling it a little bit. Then they go to our nation's capital where their little mini dynasty began when right. they defeated RG3. Then they almost defeated the Falcons, and then they came back the next year and won the Super Bowl. Maybe they'll start feeling it again. This is a big game, I feel. It is a big game. And it'll it'll bring the Cardinals back down to earth, and then the NFC will have some intrigue as we roll into January. It's going to be a fun game. I mean, for a Week 17 where there's not a lot of meaningful games in terms of the playoff picture, this is just a fun one to watch. All right, last thing to do here. We like to talk about sport. We like to talk about football, obviously, who's going to win those games. We also debate who is better at one-on-one -on -one basketball here. The uh, the De Blackathon, you know, the first event in the De Blackathon was Black Tie taking on Maurice in Madden. That was his first event. He defeated Maurice in that one. The next event, Ike not a Taylor. real sport though. Let's be honest. That's people. No, that's, I mean, that's two. That's two men sitting on a couch playing with their thumbs. Black Tie was uh, convinced that he could beat Ike Taylor in one on one. Let's take a, a real look sport. At, yeah, yeah, in one on one here. I don't want to give anything away. Let's take a yeah. quick look at how that went. We good. We got a ball. Come on. There you have it. No hey, one what, scored. What did people? What what did uh, the audio uh, people just experience there? Uh, they, they experienced a lot of bricks, a lot of uh, you know who 
you know, hoofs and. Uh, can we play it again and Dave and I can be commentating? <laughs> I know. I didn't know. Could you could you hear me talking over it? It doesn't really make a difference. Uh, but black tie, I give you credit. You have a nice uh, you have nice form shooting the basketball. But my contention was proven true. Ultimately, they played the seven going by one. Final score: Ike Taylor seven, Black Tie two. Black Tie got you a know couple what? buckets. When, when Black Tie, when he came by my office yesterday to tell me that this had just happened, I said, "What was the score?" And he said, "Well, it was two two." <laughs> now, what what was the final score? Oh, it's seven two. <laughs> but he he announced initially that the score was two two at one point. I that know. Well, like, he's factually, like bro- he's like factually accurate. I mean, it, it was 2-2. Two, two that would be like the Bengals point. getting off the plane after the game last night and go, 14-zip. Oh, you mean at the end oh, of no, the game? at the end. Yeah, we lost, but no worries. <laughs> Here's what happened. Black Tie found out what I always told him. Black Tie, your uh, analysis of your performance or the matchup was what? Uh, it was uh, you realize in there in the trenches, so to speak, that uh, you're going up against a professional DB whose job it was to jam people at the line for 10, 12 years. And they did a Pro Bowl level. And that kind of, you know, interrupts your game plan of getting to the rim because he's just using his hands and his and his body. To but the difference way. was it wasn't that he could out physical you. It wasn't or that he was stronger than you. Like I always told you, once you saw his pro athlete quicks, when he figured it out, what we showed you was just some misses there early in the uh, in the stuff. But Ike, eventually, as you put the ball down, he could take it from you every time. Was, my at one point, was, I mean, Ike was probably the fastest guy in the NFL. I mean, he was certainly in the was top, up there. top five. Those guys, the, was, I mean. You, you're not even the fastest person probably. Your idea the, uh, out was there, was that you could speed. play ball with Over Doc Rivers' son. That you could, or, or Mario well, Chalmers. I, I mean, like, these guys are quick. They take, Ike started taking well, the ball from you. I you would say this, though. The whole notion came from, hey, Black Tie thinks he has a chance. I'm always going to think I have a chance. However, I talk nonsense, but I'm always going to think I have a chance. Okay, I have now, a chance see, that's the first time. I like that Man. because that's the first time you've admitted you talk nonsense. Well, I do. I mean, we all do. Shaq talks a no, I really, show But, Shaq but you always said that you were always very serious about it. Whenever well, we've had this discussion before, you were always very, no, 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 no. You don't I, get it, Shaq. I've been doing this a long time. <laughs> I, I still like my chances, but yes, he's a professional athlete, and that that was abundantly clear yesterday. Do you think he could be MJD at basketball? I haven't seen him play. I mean, that's his. Well, you hadn't Ike's, seen Ike's until issues, yesterday. Right? Ike's issues would probably would probably be more MJD, like just the fact that he probably can just back me down. My strategy was wrong. I should have gone pull up jumpers the whole time. You that's, did eventually. You started yeah. just shooting the ball, and that's, you made a couple to your credit, but. And plus, at some point, if you don't make every game, is also different from like an actual game where you're moving. Ah, uh, he. Black tie oh, would be time. more valuable in a game of five on five that, than Ike. That's I do now believe that, though. I do believe that, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see your back tie. But do yeah, no, that. shout out to Ike, though, man. Ike was serious about it. He came in there, handled business. He can't. He couldn't lose. He couldn't afford to lose. Did Ike talk any a little trash to you? A little bit. But did it, you have any response? Did you like we? Black tie. Black tie. As soon as the game ended, like here's, game, a, bro. here's here's what's funny. Black tie's like, hey, it's nothing but love, Ike, and uh, he's like, all right, black tie, and uh, <laughs> and then black tie. Black tie now is because. Because now they've they've competed against one uh, against one another on the fields of play, he then jumps in on. Hey Ike, I hear you and Akbar Bajabia Miller are boxing now. I got to get in on that. I want to get in some shape. <laughs> Ike turns his back and says, "Learn to play basketball first. And walks away. <laughs> that was his one bit of trash talking. It's like you know, up your basketball game. Which again, I mean, Ike, you know, if you played three and three or four and four, it'd be a different story. But, okay. you know. <laughs> That's, I don't even know what that means. An actual game. That's, you know. It'd be a different story. Yeah, it would be because then it would depend on the other guys out there with you. I mean, I don't know what that means. But anyway, all right, that was fun to watch uh, for me at 
least. Uh, that was and good. Black Tie was uh, sorry was, to the audio listeners. I'll tell you this: Black Tie was a little more competitive than I thought he would be, and you can see that you can shoot the ball. But again, my my point that I started with way back when was he, he just. Wait Let's be honest, wait though, Dave. You beat Ike at basketball, so I mean, it, it, right. like, if we had if we had power rankings, when, it would be free Shaq, Ike, <laughs> TD. Mate, oh, that's right. You know what? For Black Tie to get another shot. Yeah, so you have really, to go through Dave next. Yeah, Ike, just all Ike did with that victory was get another crack at right. Damashek now. Black Tie's got a long Black way to go. Got a long, way to, long go. way to go, guys. I'm that's in, a big ladder you got to climb there. Hey, guess what? You don't have a long way to go before the Shecky Awards arrive. They are just about upon us because, you know. I see everybody right now online in magazines and otherwise doing their year-end things. Well, the year's not over yet, everybody. So, like, you're you're lazy. You want to get do to the your... thing where you say the Academy. They've got the do that bit. I did that already. But do it all right. again. The Academy Awards take care of the movies. The Grammys take care of music. The Tonys take care of what happens on the stage. Damashek takes care of everything else. And we're gonna we'll we'll handle all business. We'll settle all hash. Right as as close to December thirty first as we possibly late in December thirty first mm-hmm. as possible because something might make a late run. Handsome will be there. We have a couple special guests lined up, from what I hear. Yep. We're gonna, like I say, we're gonna hand out all the Shecky Awards twenty fifteen. I can't wait to do it. I'm gonna we'll, wear a suit. Are you? I, I think, think I might do. I, it's I, that, I it feels like it's that kind of occasion. It is a fancy affair. Yep, that's for sure. All right, so we'll be back with the you. Black tie affair, guys. Maybe we should. Uh, maybe we should all. Uh, we should have like hash browns or something. Too. McDonald's hash. Ooh, browns let's have an all day breakfast. That might be a good idea. How all about, right. Yeah. Okay. Carry we'll kib it's about that. We'll figure it out. We hope you'll tune in on YouTube. We appreciate you watching hey, all Dave. our stuff on YouTube and NFL.com. Yes. Before we end, I want to be the first person to wish you a happy new year. Happy new year to you, handsome. Oh, is that mistletoe? Find out more on the next DDFP. Fantasy freaks and geeks, what is up? Why don't you check out the NFL Fantasy Live podcast? Yeah, NFL Fantasy Live podcast is Tuesdays and Fridays. You can find it on iTunes, on NFL.com. We always give you the top waiver wire pickups, starts and sits, everything you need Matchups, to win a championship. Everything. A lot of okay. Star Wars stuff. Yeah. You'll laugh. You'll cry. You'll wear a tie and eat yogurt. It's great. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> All right. The Whiz Kid from Wisconsin, MG, Marcus Grant, Michael Fabiano, and me, James Coe, every Tuesday and Friday on the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish 
Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.